It's time for week one DFS. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by Line Star app, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go Line Star Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Scott Bogman, and it's you, and we're talking all things NFL DFS. We are back, baby. I am so excited that NFL is finally here. Oh, God, it took so long, and we're here. We made it. Thank you for being with us, and we are here courtesy of the Line Star app, and if you're not familiar with the Line Star app, get familiar right away. Go get it. Upgrade to the premium product. I am telling you, it is the best DFS tool site you will ever use. It is user-friendly. It is not going to make your head hurt. It's going to make DFS fun again, which is what we are trying to do. This is our third year now on the program, and uh, I am very excited about our new co-host, Chris Meany, unfortunately, could not join us for these shows. He wishes everybody well. He apologizes because he's Canadian, so he's just saying sorry all the time anyway. But we love Chris, and he's doing great things. And I brought somebody special this year. He is one of my co-hosts of the Black Book, one of the hosts of In This League, one of the contributors of the Black Book for football. He's the one, the only Scott Bogman. And Scott Bogman, ladies and gentlemen, is in football shape. He's in the best shape of his life. Right, Scott? No Carl's Jr. this year, Joe. Uh, so it's <laughs> it's all uh, it's all treadmill. I am the, the D-backs are the biggest losers in baseball. So I am about 20 miles behind or something like that, but I'm catching up as swiftly as I can. So, yes, which is not very don't know. Last year, Bogman had a little wager going every time the diamondbacks lost. He would have to eat Carl's jr. This year, he turned it around every time they lost by the number of runs. You had to walk those miles. So really they're doing you a favor by being bad, right? This is a good thing. Yeah. Well, if you say so, my legs don't agree, but, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty tired of it. I'm getting super aggravated, but you know what? That, that just means I'm ready for football. I'm ready ready for football. Let's go. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So am I. And look for those people uh, who are new to the show, subscribe to the program here, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Google Stitcher, doesn't matter. The pre-snap by Line Star for NFL DFS is everywhere, so you can get the show. And for those of you who are new to the show, we do things a little different here, okay? We don't go all the way up and down every position, every single player to talk about, oh my God, it's so boring, it's tedious, it's not helpful. We go game by game, talk about what you need to know, the players you need to know, the players you don't need to know about, move on from them, they're dead to us. We keep it real here on the podcast, okay? That's what we do. And we're going to try to get you in, get you out, get you armed and ready for your weekend in DFS. And we have the wagering show dropping every Friday, the DFS preview every Thursday, and working backwards, we're going to have the recap show on Tuesdays coming out for you, hopefully in the afternoon, that also kind of hot takes the week ahead. So that is the schedule three times a week, me and Scotty B, Joey P and Scotty B. I like it. We're like a boy. There we go. Are you the the dangerous one or am I the dangerous one? I must be you. I'm the boring one. No, who, who's the, the boring one that sits at home and watch television all day? That's I don't know the if there I, is that guy in the boy band. I'm not sure about that. I feel oh, like, oh, you know, that's probably I, why I, I was never in the boy. Band. <laughs> you're the one who's just there for the good vocals. I think that's it. I think you're <laughs> the like, actual uh, singer. They're like, then you go and you practice. And I was like, practice. Does that mean I have to leave my house? 
no. I can't just read about football and baseball and and, and uh, you watch TV. And they're like, no, no, even your you house. can't do that. What's that like? I know, well, <laughs> no one's really no done that one all year. No remembers anymore, right? That was uh, <laughs> those are the kids we're gonna be. Those are the stories we're gonna be telling our kids. Is you know, it's back right. in I my day, we weren't allowed to leave. We, we had to, to wear masks everywhere. <laughs> we used to go out places and do stuff. Not now. Oh goodness! <laughs> all right, so let's kick things off, and we're gonna do the main slate here for Sunday, Week One in the NFL. So let's do this. Let's start with the Seahawks and the Falcons now. This game right here is a pretty good total here. We're at 49 is the over under on this game. And uh, we'll start with the, uh, eh, we'll start with the Atlanta side of this one. The team that throws the ball more than anybody else in the NFL, the DK pricing for the Falcons. Matt Ryan is always in play. He's 6,700 over on DK on FanDuel. That price is 78. Got to pay obviously a little bit higher trough there. He's closer to that Drew Brees grouping of quarterbacks, but uh, that's because of the volume and that's okay. Um, against the Seahawks, I'm not exactly sure how in love I am with Matt Ryan this week, but I think we will definitely like some of these pieces in the wide receiving core. Julio is always great at 8,200. I just think there's a lot of value on the board, Boggs. Uh, that's the FanDuel price on DK for him at 77. But then you get to Calvin Ridley, who is 6,100 on DK and 66 on FanDuel. To me, this is where we get a guy that I think is a really good lineup builder. I love these wide receivers. This kind of reminds me last year, kind of where DJ Moore started when that mid-six range and yeah. before people really got wise to what was going on. And it was such a great play for us last year. And Calvin Ridley kind of fits that bill of a really good ROI wide receiver on both sides this week. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, uh, on my radar for cash game lineups for sure. And Julio uh, for that. Uh, I got Ridley and DK. I've got Julio in FanDuel and, you know, Julio averaged ten and a half targets. He is just a great one of the greatest floor wide receivers you can have on any team. So uh, I, I'm really in on those guys way more. You know, I'm not I want to see Hurst before I really buy him. So you know I what? haven't been buying Hurst. I, I I'll tell you what. I on for fifty two hundred on FanDuel, I don't mind it. For forty three on DK, I don't mind it. There's another tight end we're gonna get to later on DK, especially that I really like. <laughs> that I really want to go. I'm just gonna throw out there eventually. But uh, I'm okay with Hayden Hurst in this specific game too, just because of the matchup and where we're at, and because I, I do think they are, you know, they are gonna get close to this total. Um, Todd Gurley in this one, sixty one on DK. On FanDuel, uh, obviously the price is a little different there. You got 71 for him. Are you in the wait-and-see mode for Todd Gurley in this offense? Because that's where I am. I have no shares this week. Yeah, for DFS, I definitely am. I mean, you know, if you drafted him in season long, you got to play him. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to see how they're going to use him. If they're down to Seattle, is he going to be off the field if they're passing more late in the game? I'm not sure. Uh, he had a ton of snaps last year, but it was still for the Rams. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of wait and see. I'm with you on that. All right. Um, obviously, you know, what Boggs is saying, too, is correct. I think Julio is a decent fade if you don't want to pay up to the very top of the board for Michael Thomas. Julio has similar upside. Ridley probably better in the tournament version of that, too. Now, I'm not crazy into stacking this one. That's just me personally. But I, I do think that uh, some one-offs here with Atlanta is definitely in play. And uh, like I said, Ridley's that big target for me. I have one or two lineups with Hurst in it as well because – Everybody knows I don't like to pay up for tight end. It's not something I like to do very often. So let, let's continue on here and let's talk about the other side of this game. Let's talk about Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, uh, Wilson is 7K on DraftKings. He is 8,400 over on FanDuel. Very expensive for Wilson. 
And rightfully so, because this should be a game that's tailor-made for him to score a ton of points. Um, and I have no problem with you running Russell Wilson out there in cash. I, I think there's some other quarterbacks that have equal upside that have a little less to pay. Uh, Chris Carson at 7,200 on FanDuel is very intriguing, and at 62 on DK also for me, because historically the Falcons struggle with any kind of physicality running backs. This is a team that does not tackle very well. However, do you have concerns, Boggs, going into this first week knowing that Carson was kind of eased into camp, even last week missed some time in camp. Do you think that they're just trying to baby him, then week one comes and they just blow the doors off? Or do you think you're going to see some Carlos Hyde and see some other guys work in this game and Carson kind of eased into action? I mean, I think Hyde's going to work in this game, but I don't think they're going to take anything away from Chris Carson here. I think this team ran, you know, I think third most last year. And over the past three years, they've run more than anyone else. In, in the NFL, and, uh, you know, they were talking about, you know, Russell Wilson threw some, we need to treat every quarter like it's the fourth quarter, and then, you know, Carroll's like, nah, we're going to pound the rock. So uh, <laughs> they're going to pound the rock. Uh, I believe Carroll and what he says, so I'm fine with anyone buying Chris Carson against this, uh, you know, what, what's a nice way to say it, porous? Uh, ran, porous, uh, yes, Falcons good vocab. Defense. So. Yes, I like the vocab there. Porous is good. <laughs> um, you know, Lockett, we all know he's a he's a good floor player, but I love the DK Metcalf price. At 5,800, he gives you a lot of touchdown upside over on uh, DraftKings and on, on FanDuel at 64. I'm always looking for that kind of guy. He falls in the same grouping of Calvin Ridley wide receivers, this 6,500-ish group that I always feel like is the best value. They They have touchdown upside. They have potential for some volume. They have everything that you want in there and usually a better price. You save $400 on Metcalf. Uh, what do you think of the matchup, too, against Oliver for Metcalf? You think that's favorable for oh, him? Yeah. No, yeah, I sure do. <laughs> uh, I, 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 you like it? <laughs> I really, really like DK Metcalf this week. Um, you know, the most end zone targets in the NFL last year as a rookie, DK Metcalf and He's just a big body wide receiver. He's going to body up Oliver. Uh, I love this matchup and lock it against a rookie in his very first game who didn't get rookie minicamp or OTAs or any preseason games. Uh, this is uh, this is a pretty uh, juicy matchup here for Metcalf and Lockett in this game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I just, man, I'm telling you, like Lockett is a disaster for this Falcons team. The secondary, I mean, the arm tackling of the secondary looks like synchronized swimming when I watch the Falcons. That's what it looks like. <laughs> and I'm um, just like, whenever I see physical players like Carson, like DK Metcalf, those kind of physical specimen guys, it's, it's a no-brainer for me. I'm going to go after him. All right, this next one, we have the Jets at Buffalo Bills. This one, not nearly as high of a total. This one's going to be in Buffalo. Uh, I love the Buffalo defense. I've got uh, some shares on FanDuel. I'm willing to pay up for it because I think very little of the Jets. I think the Jets are a team that is in chaos right now. Uh, I think this is a, a situation that's going to implode upon itself sooner than later. So therefore, I am going to fade away from it. I do not even like Crowder. This is a really good secondary. There are going to be some weeks where I'm going to like Crowder. And, and if Perryman's healthy, we'll, we'll take some looks at him, even maybe Herndon. Not against the Bills, not against this defense, not on the road. Bogman, I'm out on the Jets. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been pumping up Lev Bell th this offseason, but that, that season-long stuff. If I don't have to play him against Buffalo, I'm not going to. So, uh, no thank you. I, I will uh, – I'm going to – I can't imagine playing a Jet this week. I just can't no, do it. Yeah, so, it's, it's, no, uh, no, no. On the black book, no. I would yell skip it. But you know, Yeah, but we're, we're not going to – No. 
All right, so what you are going to get here is some value, and you're going to start to see this because week one always has this. We have players that are priced really, really low because you know the pricing comes out weeks in advance, and then roles start to change, and here's our first one. Zach Moss at 4,700 on FanDuel on DK 4,400. Uh, I like it more on FanDuel because I'm always looking at that half-point PPR. Yeah. I'm always leading towards guys who score touchdowns. Moss looks to have that goal line uh, job. I think he's going to get more carries than people realize. I think him and Singletary are in a very interesting split. And in particular on FanDuel, I think that price is really good. And I think, I, like I said, I already got shares of him all over the place. And when you have Moss in a lineup, it allows you to go up if you, you know to get another mid-level running back and then a McCaffrey if you want to do that. Moss is that kind of guy that lets you do that. So what are your feelings about Moss? Are you feeling this one as well? Yeah, Moss is a good buy. I'm... I don't know that I would really want anyone else on Buffalo. I, you know, I it's funny. See. I don't either. <laughs> I, yeah. John Brown, you can make a see. I feel like there will be some people who automatically will go to Diggs or will go to Josh Allen, but I think there's going to be more scoring in other games for, you know, with the breezes and Russell Wilson's and those kind of QBs and Lamar's. Whereas I think John Brown is the interesting play from a roster percentage standpoint where people are going to go to the new guy and forget, Oh, John Brown was the guy that, he felt comfortable with last year. And again, the, with the secondary for the jets without Adams in it anymore, forget it. And this is the lowest over of the week too, uh, 39 and a half. So I don't, uh, there shouldn't be a lot of scoring here. I mean, we expect Buffalo to win this game pretty handily, but I I think that, um, I I don't know. I I just think they could be handing the ball off a lot to both those running backs, Singletary and Moss in the second half. I don't really care for Singletary that much, especially if Moss does have that goal line uh, job like you alluded to before. So, no thanks. No, yeah, I'm, I don't I'm not know. interested in most Singletary at that price doesn't have enough all-purpose upside. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, if you're not going to score the touchdown, like, you have to really – he has to break a run or break a catch for a big, long touchdown in order to return his value. And that's possible. He's capable of doing that. We saw that last year. But is that the best wager of the week to do in DFS? Don't bank on it. Yeah, no No. thanks. Uh, It's not something you can barely, like you said, can't bank on it. All right, let's go to Detroit and Chicago. This one's at 44 and a half. It is in Detroit. Let's start with the visitors here and the Bears because I'm not too keen on them either. I know Mm -hmm. Allen Robinson was very steady last year at 72. Okay, but I can have DK Metcalf for less. So I'm probably going to go there at 6,500 on DK Okay, on DraftKings he was he was good last year. He's a he's a good high floor player. The ceiling is is capped because of the quarterback play. And I actually think you know the Lions were a tough team last year. I think they're going to be tough again this year. I, I don't like the Bears on the road, so I am out on the Bears. How about you, Bugs? Uh, the only thing that I would find interesting, and we'll have to wait to see what's going on with Montgomery, is I am in on Cohen a little bit this week if Montgomery doesn't play. If Montgomery does play, then they're going to mix in Montgomery and Nall and Cohen, and it's a big mess, and I don't want to do it. But if Montgomery is out, I think it's going to be Nall and a lot of Cohen. And I, you know, I the Bears well, aren't Cohen that at forty nine hundred on DK in the full PPR. You can make a case for yes. it, but once again, it's just like what's the bear scoring upside, and that is very tricky as a right. lineup builder. Okay. But I don't think, you you know, it's more of a salary relief than it is a, a play that I'm excited exactly. about making, I think. You exactly. Know? 
Uh, I think there's some love for Matt Stafford in this matchup. Um, you know, this team was really flying, <laughs> throwing the ball over the place. I know they got a ton of running backs, but I don't think they like any of them right now until Swift gets healthy. So, I mean, it tells you a lot that they brought in Adrian Peterson. That's kind of crushes the carry on Johnson value that you might've thought coming into week one, but Stafford at 62 paired with Galladay at 62, same price on DK. It's a good pairing. And that's ironic. They're, <laughs> they're the same price on FanDuel also 7,300 for both of them. I still like these guys. You know that, you know, Jones is always going to have that one or two games where he goes off, but I'll stick with Galladay and Stafford in this one. If you want to do that pairing, I think it's very and safe. Galladay's got a hammy. So yeah. I, I, I had him in a lineup. I had to take him out. So, well, I mean, uh, keep an eye on that. If it's, yeah, if it's just yeah. a maintenance thing, that's fine. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's as bad as the Evans one. Now that's as of us recording, obviously keep an eye on that if things change because that is definitely concerning what what do you think of the bears defense this year coming into the season it should be better like but you have to have some semblance of an offense at all to be able to keep your defense off the field to uh let them do their thing and that is really what they didn't have last year so uh i like roquan smith uh eddie jackson is one of my favorite uh free safety playmaker type of guys uh, i like roman quinn at linebacker for them I like the rookie they drafted in Jalen Johnson. I like this defense, but once again, if you're playing 100 snaps and you're constantly on the field because right. Mitch Trubisky's going three and out, you're no use to anybody. If Galladay is out or, you know, really just kind of barely getting on the field, does Jones become in play for you or you just fade it all together? No, I fade the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, don't want I agree. I do. I am kind of interested in the defense, though, of the Lions do in this game against Trubisky. Just just from a turnover <laughs> standpoint and a lack of run game. I don't know. Like, you got to force them into some bad spots, I think, on the road yeah. to make some mistakes. So we'll see yeah, what happens there. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, injuries to the defense, let's jump over here to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they're going to home. They're three-point favorites uh, over the Green Bay Packers. This one has a total of 45 and a half. So decent amount of points in this one. But Hunter is going to be out for this one. So that's a huge loss uh, for the edge rusher of Minnesota here. So let's take a look. I always like Aaron Jones' salary. It's 78 on FanDuel. He's just a good return. At 69, same thing. You know the guy has touchdown equity. You know the guy can catch the football. You know he's pretty much the guy. Williams will have a couple moments here and there. But I'm just a big Aaron Jones fan. I understand it's Minnesota Vikings defense is very good, but you also have to understand that Aaron Jones just ate all year last year. And Adams is always going to be safe. I don't love Rodgers here on the road as much, but Aaron Jones. Oh, is what a surprise. You don't me. love Rodgers? Hey, I drafted Aaron Rodgers in a league this year. This year, last <laughs> week, I drafted him. <laughs> Probably because you're tired of hearing me on the Black Books. He was my second oh, quarterback surpri- after Lamar's. I had, oh, Lamar, after Lamar, I had him and Cam Newton is a three. It was a, is a two quarterback, not even a super right? flex. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is the Roto football league I'm in. So, <laughs> so I got, I, I got him in there. I got an Aaron Rodgers share. So yeah, I'm gonna bitch and moan about it all year, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I tell you what, I'm not necessarily afraid of it this game, but AJ Dillon is a gigantic bruising back that they, he is He's third on the depth chart, but Jones um, is a free agent. Look, they're going to, Burn yes. and turn this guy. And I'm not worried about uh, Dylan in week one usurping any goal line carries or anything. But if he has to get in there for a couple times and he looks good, they may start using him a little more. So that's something to watch as the season goes on. But I think you're right. I'm okay with uh, Aaron Jones in, in this game. I'm okay with Devontae Adams in this game. Other than that, I probably don't want anybody. All right, let's switch sides over here to the Packers. On DK, uh, Dalvin Cook is 7,900. 
Uh, he is 8,700 on FanDuel. He's going to be very chalky. He's going to be owned in a lot of lineups. A lot of people are already very much into Dalvin Cook, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's a top guy. Um, I am really not into a lot of the other Vikings here. Um, and, and this is, you know, this is, again, why we're very different. I'm sure every show is going to, you listen to for DFS podcasts or do, not doing what we're doing. But I'm just telling you right now, I don't know what Adam Thielen is now by himself. And he is. Is Dalvin yeah. Cook, Adam Thielen's by himself. Until I see BC Johnson, until I see Justin Jefferson, I think Thielen's in a tough spot because he is not the physical specimen of some Julio Jones type wide receiver. So beating double teams is going to be a little bit harder for him. So for me, I get the Dalvin Cook love. Other than that, I'm not going to be in on the Vikings this week. Uh, are you going to take a shot on Thielen? Do you think there's opportunity here? Or do you think this is another thing of kind of like Todd Gurley? Let's see what the score is here. Let's see what's going on before we start to buy into it. Yeah, this is weird. Uh, I mean, the new OC in, in, in Minnesota, and they're talking about, uh, you know, splitting out Irv Smith a little bit more, which makes me actually worried about Kyle Rudolph as far as his very like red zone value goes. And, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson is amazing. Like, and, and it's not going to be very long until he flashes. Uh, I think week two, week three, uh, you're going to see some Justin Jefferson plays that make you go, okay, well, this guy's going to, he's going to be on the field more often than not very, very quickly in a year, but he didn't beat out BC in, in, in camp. So he's third on this list. So you're right. I, I, I love Dalvin cook and he's a very high floor guy, but I, there's some other better values. I think that we'll talk about later on that I would play over cook in most cases. Well, line star up loves cook this week too, because green Bay is ranked 26th uh, last year over the last nine games, giving up almost one and a half touchdown rushing touchdowns a game. Also 110 rushing yards over the last nine games. Too, but this so. is the one game Christian Kirksey is going to be healthy for. True. So, uh, <laughs> You, know, <laughs> you can't argue with that. Yeah, Gary uh, Davenport and I on the on the IDP podcast, we we go crazy are arguing about Kirksey sometimes because yeah, he's unbelievably talented, but he's played like three games in the last two years. So yeah, uh, well, no thanks. So maybe he won't be healthy all the way through this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's switch gears and let's head to New England here, where uh, the Pats are going to try to make up for a sour ending to their regular season. They're going to host the Miami Dolphins again in a horrible deja vu. 43 is the number on this game here. He expected total. This is a tricky one because we have no idea what the Pats offense is. Uh, Sony Michelle just came back. Who knows what that workload is going to be. James White's going to be safe at 5,300. He's pretty cheap. 6K on DK in the full point PPR. I think you can make the case, but uh, I wish it was a little bit cheaper than that. Um, we have no idea what Cam Newton is going. Maybe it's Nikhil Harry. Maybe that's his guy. Maybe it's Bird. Maybe it's Edelman. We don't know. And I don't like unknowns. And what I do know is the New England Patriots defense lost some some depth, obviously, some some great veterans and some talent there. But they did get younger and faster year over year. And I still think this defense will be very good. That being said, on the Patriots side, I don't have any Patriots in any of my lineups going into this week. It's just not something I'm really looking forward to. If you want to run Cam Newton out there by himself in one single lineup because you just think this guy is going to put on a show week one, okay, you can make a case for that. I'm going to sit back and watch it. Bogman, what's your take on the Pats offense going into I hate one? your team so much, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Cam Newton, like you said, uh, here here's a nice thing. If they're easing Sonny Michelle back and Damian Harris isn't playing, then who's your goal linebacker? You could say Burke. Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's Cam Newton. Right? Yeah, I agree. So uh, so I think he's a decent buy. And tournament plays 
I don't mind taking a flyer on really, really cheap Damari Burke. You know, uh, there's a little bit of connection there because remember he played with Cam in Carolina to begin his career. So there's a little bit of a connection there. They said he looked like the second best wideout uh, on this team in camp. So I maybe a swing on him in a tournament play, but uh, other than that, Cam Newton's the only guy that I, I see startable for your Patriots. All right. So naked Cam Newton for both of us. And by naked, I mean with the babushka on his head and the whole thing. So yeah, I mean, and that's he's it. always got, yeah, yeah, and a hat, some kind of hat. Right. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of this game here, um, I like Preston Williams is at 4,500. Um, Gilmore is probably going to be on Parker as long as he's uh, a healthy go. Uh, Jordan Howard is ho hum. Um, I just, this game does not have a lot of appeal to me in terms of points. Therefore, I'm not running to get ownership of it, but at 4,500 on DK Williams is a nice lineup builder, 5,300. So you could save some money and, you know, Williams has some, uh, look, I just think he's going to get targets in this one because you're not going to try to test Stefan Gilmore. I don't think that's the way to succeed. Uh, Boggs, anything else here in your mind for the Dolphins? I actually kind of like Gasicki, and I know that the Pats are usually pretty good at covering the tight end, but Deontay Hightower opted out. So it's Jawan Bentley now, or Shalik Calhoun, or Copeland, or you're putting a, a mismatched nickel corner uh, on him. So uh, I kind of like Gasicki a little bit. He's a nice cheap option, specifically on DK at 4,500. So uh, I have different uh, tight end plays in my lineups as it stands right now. But I, I see the logic behind starting Gasicki. They should be down. They should be throwing. Parker's covered by Gilmore. Preston Williams is still a little gimpy. So I like Gasicki in that one. Now, last year, week one, this game had a lot of fireworks. Uh, Philly's going to travel into Washington again to start the year. <laughs> so mm. I love I love when the schedule does things like that. Like, you get the uh, New England picking up where they, you know, left off. You got the Eagles getting hey, again. You Washington. like that buck kicking uh, week one last year? Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's rewind it. Got real close last year. Real yeah, close. actually, it was closer. Than say, it was panicking last year. Uh, so 42 is the expected total in this one. Uh, Miles Sanders is banged up here. So I love Boston Scott in this game at 4,900. Uh, I've got all the shares on FanDuel um, on DK. He's, he's well-priced as well. DK he's 4,800. Uh, look, keep an eye on this one, but this is one of those shares to monitor because I do believe that as you go in there, you're going to start to see a little bit more news about Miles Sanders over the weekend. See what we're really going to get, but Boston Scott's had some big games already. You know, we can run the ball into the end zone too. I don't think the Washington football team is very good. I'm looking forward to seeing Chase Young play and all, but I'm also all in on Deshaun Jackson. 4,900 on DK. Yes, please. Uh, 56 over on FanDuel. This is historically Deshaun Jackson's best week every single year. He's going to get by somebody. He's healthy every year. And he's he's going against (laughs) Fuller too, who's like a turnstile. He's like a human turnstile. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, at least they cut what we thought was a starting safety in Sean Davis last week. And they're starting Troy Apke now, too. So in uh, the revenge game narrative is always uh, pretty decent for Deshaun. So, yeah, just just run it back to what he did last year. I think it was nine catches for, or nine targets for eight catches and over 140 yards in a couple. Week scores, one so. is always his best week every yeah. single year. You know, it's I, th- I just think that when he's the healthiest. So, uh, <laughs> right. You know, he's, he's the healthiest week one. Yeah. So let's roll him out there. I'm rolling him out in. Most of my lineups this week, uh, I'm with you on Boston Scott too. I, I I've talked up Boston Scott so much 
in this offseason that Welsh says his his new name is Bogman Scott. So, uh, I, I'm with you. If Sanders doesn't play, I'll have Boston Scott a ton of. Yeah, I'll get all the bosses. If he's out for complete, even if he's just you know gimpy, I'm into Boston Scott. Like he's just got to be questionable tag going right. into this game, and I'm still on Boston Scott because that's actually the best scenario because then people will fade off of it and. Scott will play and get the majority of, of the carries. And that is a good thing. And all of a sudden people will get afraid of it because they'll see, Oh, Miles Sanders is in the game. But you know, if he's questionable going in all weekend questionable, and then they like, Oh, he's a game time decision. And he plays I still go with Scott. Uh, Ertz is 6,700. He's obviously always in play. 5,800 on DK is actually a pretty decent value for him. And Wentz at 77 on FanDuel is certainly in play. Also 6,300 on DK. You can make a case for him. On the Washington side of things, Boggs, is there anything that gets you excited? Because hell yes. And, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Chief, Tell me you're excited about Gibson. Are you one of these? Gibson I'm excited too? about Gibson. Look, ah. he is an explosive playmaker. 12 touchdowns at Memphis last year in about, I think, 80 touches somewhere in that neighborhood. Only 33 rushes total. So I don't think he's going to be on the field a ton, but he doesn't need many snaps or touches to make an impact on a game. He's got NFL speed immediately from day one. So, you know, get him a couple plays in space, especially if the Redskins are, are the, ooh, ooh, I said it, my bad. No, especially oh, if the oh, Washington footballs put are, it in the jar, are, put it in yeah, the jar. I'm putting it in the jar. My bad. So especially if Washington is losing, uh, I, I expect to see Antonio Gibson on the field a little bit more than we expect. So uh, he's super cheap. At four thousand on DraftKings and for uh, forty six hundred on FanDuel, so I'm going to be putting Antonio Gibson in some of my lineups because this is an ugly state of the running backs that they have. They have one of the most inefficient guys in the world in Peyton Barber and uh, McKissick, who I like. He's, he's a gamer, but uh, I I'm going to roll just, out Gibson. The, in some I see lineups. this one being a hot mess for Washington. Uh, McLaurin, you could always throw in there at sixty five. Sims at fifty one on FanDuel. Both those guys. You know, I get you know, there's going to be some garbage time in this one for McLaurin at 56 on DK, 47 on for Sims on DraftKings. Garbage time, that's maybe some of the wide receivers. The rest of it you can have. I'm, I'm not going to go with Gibson yet. Uh, again, I mean, I'm in the show me mode. That's what I'm all about. Show me, you know, you're from Unless, Missouri. That's right. State. I'm in that. Speaking of the state, let's go to Carolina. The numbers 47 and a half against the Las Vegas Raiders. There's lots of new things we have to say. Yeah. You know, it's Las Vegas <laughs> Raiders. Saying. <laughs> or not say <laughs> now this Carolina Panthers defense is very young. I mean, they took seven guys in the draft. They, they definitely have some talent, but they have a lot of green as well. Um, and looking at this one here from the Raiders side, Josh Jacobs is a, is a terrific value at 6,800 on DK. It's hard not to like him. I, I'm a huge fan of Jacobs. I know you are too Boggs. 8,200 on FanDuel tells you, it tells you like there's touchdown equity here. There's the bell cow. There's everything you want. You see, they moved on from the gimmick uh, guy they brought in that they drafted. So to me, over Jacobs under, is a good uh, 86 carries for Josh Jacobs in this game. John. <laughs> I mean, they should be winning and running the ball down their throat in the third and fourth quarter. They, they should. Yeah, they should. I mean, week one is always the craziest. They're it's the hardest crazy. to pick a survivor. It's the hardest to play. Uh, <laughs> no, but, it's you know, not. The, Buffalo. Just pick <laughs> Buffalo. I uh, Indy's pretty good pick this week too, but uh, but you never know. I mean, remember when the Dolphins uh, went like one in fifteen and then beat Houston week one? Uh, it, there was uh, madness. So especially with this year of COVID and no preseason games and all that stuff, you never know what crazy nonsense is going to happen. But 
you know, I think game script to, to you and I both tells the same story. This should be the Raiders running downhill late in the game. And Josh Jacobs should be yeah. that guy. hundred so. percent. Uh, I, I know everybody's on Edwards too. He's 4,500. Um, I'm not, I'm more on drugs. Edwards is 42 on DK rugs is 51 on DK and uh, actually 51 on FanDuel too. So, you know, I'm on neither. I'm on Jacobs and that's it. Uh, well, think about this. The Raiders. Think about Marquise Brown playing last year. Baltimore opened up against Miami on the road and Marquise Brown. They were not ready for his speed. They had no, no they idea uh, what he was all about. And rugs is, a very similar player, a lot of comps. No, that's fair. A lot, that's a, good lot, comp. a lot of same guys. So, you know, um, I, I think rugs is a guy like Gibson. He doesn't have to have the ball uh, 10 times to, to put up numbers. So you get it to him five times. Well, it's a tournament play only every play kids. It's yeah. only a tournament play. Do not play it in cash. No, uh, Darren Waller. You can play in cash. If you want to pay up for tight end at 69, it's just expensive. Uh, 59 over on DraftKings. I just don't like paying for tight end typically, but that's the guy that's going to probably get the most targets in this offense this week and probably the first couple of weeks. I would be shocked if it wasn't Waller leading this league and leading this team in targets. Uh, McCaffrey is $10,000 this week. That's the price of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he is 10000 on FanDuel, 10000 on DK. He's 10000 everywhere. Uh, it's very expensive, <laughs> but you can do it. Because there's yeah, got there's because it's Christian McCaffrey <laughs> and it's Christian McCaffrey. So there's a you know week one is one of the best times to get in on the McCaffrey thing because there will be people who are afraid of it right off the bat because it's 10k and they say I can't make it my I can't possibly make this work. Of course you can, of course yeah. you can. We we just got, gone over a couple decent deals. I mean, uh, yeah. you you can absolutely make it work. So uh, if you can get McCaffrey, if you can shoehorn him in that lineup, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, DJ Moore is always safe too. I know it's a new quarterback, but I just have all the faith in the world in DJ Moore. It's 66 and 71 on FanDuel, 66 on DK. He's in that same range yet again this year that he was last year. I just think DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley have better matchups today. Uh, oh, this weekend, I should say that I like a little bit more than this one, but DJ Moore is definitely in play too. If you want to get different, if you want to change things up and you're playing multiple lineups, then that's a good way to do it and stay in that high floor kind of area with those kind of wide receivers. But you can definitely pay up for McCaffrey. That's all I got in this one. Anything else to add before we move on to the next? Now let's go to the next one. All right, let's do it. There's a new quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, and his name is Phillip Rivers. He's bringing all of his years of experience and all of his 15,000 children with him to Indianapolis. And uh, hopefully they have enough helmets for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah hopefully all those babysitters got, how does, how does anyone socially distance in the river's house? That must uh, be impossible. Well, he's got enough for uh, a lot of rooms, especially I in, yeah, I, I bet you it's way cheaper <laughs> to live in Indy than it is in LA. So uh, he, he might've just bought a block, you know, I'll just buy a cul-de-sac. <laughs> And I'll put some of these kids in some of these houses that I'm not in all the time. So, <laughs> all right. Probably uh, looks I like actually, the big love backyard. Over it, uh, it does. Uh, speaking of being up by a fair amount, I, I think that, uh, look, I think Jackson was going to have a lot of problems in this game. I really do. Um, but I like Marlon Mack in this game at 61 on FanDuel. I think that's actually a pretty good price for him. I like him more on FanDuel at 61 than DK at 53. What are your thoughts on Mack? You know, uh, I, I like Mack a lot this week too. And you know what? I think Taylor. Uh, is a decent play as well. I think they're both going to get a lot of run because, you know, just say everything that we were saying about Vegas versus Carolina and make it steroids uh, for the Colts <laughs> versus the Jaguars. Put it on steroids, and I think Mac and Taylor can both get 
a, a decent run in this game and put up some decent numbers. All right. So he, here's the thing. Everybody is, there's two camps. There's the camp that's like, well, Phil Rivers is going to bring his style of play with him. He's going to make the tight end and Naheem Hines really useful. And then there's other people who think, no, it's going to be breakouts from guys like Paris Campbell and Pittman. I'm going to lean towards the tight end kind of thing with Naeem Hines and the old dog not wanting to learn new tricks and kind of sticking with what he knows, especially he's familiar with this offense already. And I like Jack Doyle's price, 3600 over on DK. <clears throat> that is a pretty good tight end investment, I think, this week. Boggs, what do you think? I'm with you, especially with Trey Burton being out for the first couple weeks. So yep. <clears throat> it's going to be uh, Jack Doyle and Mo Alley Cox. Mo Alley Cox, when, when he gets on the field, he catches a touchdown every once in a while. So we'll see if that happens this week. I'm not, you know, obviously that would be annoying bet on it. I would be annoyed. It would be annoying but... because that should have been going to Jack Doyle. Uh, right. But uh, I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm not in on Naheem Hines anywhere for anything. No, I no, saw no, someone no, drafting no, the no. other day. I was like, oh, he's still alive. I forgot about him. But, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I am going to yeah. go with Jack Doyle here in this one. 5300 on FanDuel so is a good price there. That's yeah, what I mean. 3600 so on DK, too. 36 so is cheap. nuts. Like, that's just a gimme price. Um, as far as the Jaguars go, don't tell me that you know how this running back situation is going to go because nobody does. I like DJ Shark at 66 over on DK. Oh, excuse me, on FanDuel. On DK, he's 63. That's all I got. That's the only love I got for the Jaguars. I don't want to hear about Conley. I don't want to hear about Robinson or Zigbo or Tyler Eifert. Just Whoa, give me the- hold on though. Tyler no. Eifert's thirty three hundred on DK, and they yeah, should but be for three hundred dollars more. I can have Jack Doyle, That's who's very a real true. boy. But the Jags should be losing the whole game and playing catch up the whole game. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see. I, now look, this is obviously tournament play, you know, uh, and you're trying to just if you're just trying to squeeze. Uh, yeah, I think you, know, you could play Doyle in cash. The 3,600 yes. you get Doyle. I think Doyle could play in both because Doyle yeah, I, rules. I, you know what? I'm. I, God damn it. <laughs> yes. I, I, you caught me. You, you got me on that one so bad. I just. It, it made me stop my whole train of thought with your Doyle rules show. I derailed you, the train. You got me. But uh, Eifert. Um, yeah. Yeah. 3,300. Nice tournament play, especially if you're just. If you can't get that guy in your lineup and you just need to squeeze you know, a couple hundred extra out and you go from Eifert to Doyle and it gets you that other player that you really wanted. I'm okay doing that. All right, let's go to the Baltimore Ravens at Cleveland Browns. Baltimore had a lot of, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns had a lot of problems with Lamar Jackson last year and pretty much the rest of the league did too. This number's at 48 and a half on this game. Um, Look, you know, this this should be a fun one in my opinion because I want to see what the Cleveland Browns are now. I want to see how the Ravens respond to a disappointing end to their season. Uh, I'm always in on Lamar Jackson at 8,100 on DK. Sure. Uh, 9,400 on FanDuel. Yes, you can make that work. I'm telling you, it's so easy this week. One little tweak here and there, a Deshaun Jackson, a, a Jack Doyle. Boom. You got Lamar Jackson if you want him. And uh, you can you can pair him up there with Marquise Brown in this one. I don't have a problem with that. Ward is good, but I don't think Ward is... Yeah, look, I think Brown can beat him that one time, and that's all he has to do. Mark Andrews is the better pairing, though, at 7,400 if you are going to pair somebody with Jackson. But kind of yeah. like last year, uh, to me, the best thing is to just let Lamar kind of run amok by himself. Um, Mark Ingram is 55 on DK. On FanDuel, he's 7K. It's a little too expensive for my taste. But I'm good with Lamar. I'm good with Lamar and Andrews. The rest of that, like I said, I'd rather just have him by himself. What are your thoughts here on the Ravens offense and pricing? 
I mean, I got to tell you, Joe, you just said everything exactly how I would have said it. It's well, it's Lamar, thank you very much. It, it's Mark Andrews. It's maybe Marquise Brown, but I don't want anybody else. So I, I'm absolutely with you on those. Now, I am going to like last year. We ran that Kareem Hunt train into the ground, but it's the Ravens defense. Eh, not loving this one so much. Now, Chubb had a good first game against the Ravens last year, but the, the second one, they stopped him. So they learned <clears throat> some lessons of what to do and what not to do. And they added the, Calais Campbell yeah, uh, that to, to that, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, to that defense. And they spent a first round pick and on Patrick Queen, rookie yeah. Patrick <laughs> Queen and a uh, third round pick on Ohio State's Malik Harrison to play some inside linebacker as well. It'll be, I'll be, uh, Curious to see what his snap percentage is this week. But for the Browns offense, I mean, I know where you're going. I think people want to play Austin Hooper because he was so great with Atlanta last year. I don't want to play any different type of offense. So I want to see how it works. You know, uh, they're trying to what they should be doing is taking the ball out of Baker's hands and putting it more into both these running backs. Well, it should be Chubb and Hunt. But the problem is, I just don't like this matchup against this defense. So. I'm just going to pause on this one and hope for better matchups in the next couple of weeks. And then I'll be using all the Browns again, but this week I'm just, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. Um, I hope it, I hope it turns out well. <laughs> I would like to watch it turn out well. I just don't think it's a good play. Uh, let's go to the chargers in Cincinnati. This one is in Cincinnati. 43 is the expected total in this one. What are your thoughts on Joe Burrow making his debut here? What do you think his chances are? Man, I'm I'm a Joe Burrow fan, and I'm also a Steelers fan, so I'm upset that he's in Cincinnati. But uh, I, I I like him, man, and I like him against this Chargers defense a little bit. Um, I don't know that I, I'm gonna. I don't know that I, my excitement my excitement on Joe Burrow is gonna outweigh my worry on starting a rookie in Week One. So yeah, I can't. I'm probably right not gonna start him anywhere. Uh, but I am I am excited to see how this game plays out. Real glad my Steelers play on Monday. I get to watch a little bit of everything for Sunday, uh, so I, I'm I'm happy about that for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going after Burrow uh, Week One. What about Mixon? Got any love for him in this one? Mm, I just think seventy three hundred so on Fanduel on DK sixty three. I like him a little bit more on DraftKings to tell you the truth because I do well, think his price he's is fine. Play. His price no, is fine. That's but, the Joe Mixon it, price. It really. Yeah. Hovers around 72K on FanDuel. That's about the joke. If sometimes it'll go up to 75, maybe a couple of good games in a row, you'll get 78 with a great matchup. But I don't have, I don't love this Chargers offense at all. We'll get to that in a second. The defense has some names on it, but the funny part to me is my instinct is I want to attack the secondary now that they've had Derwin James out again. However, I just, again, it's a rookie quarterback making his debut in the NFL how crazy are we going to go here? Are we going to go with him and Boyd? Are we going to try to do that? Uh, that's kind of tough when you have Drew Brees in the dome this weekend. You know what I mean? It's just, it's really tough to go to Burrow today with some of the other names that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, uh, I, I just can't see myself playing him. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be doing it. No, thanks. All right. What about Eckler? Can you see yourself playing him at 65 Ooh, yeah. at, on DK? I love that price. Uh, I've got him in some lineups there on DK on FanDuel at 7,700. Uh, also, again, you know, this is one where I like it more on DK. Um, I think it's just a better ROI, full point PPR than I do on FanDuel because I just don't love the Chargers' ability to score a lot of points. This yeah. could be a field goal fest. But, but, uh, but, I do like but Keenan Allen, though. This. Like, just it, it, as far as volume of touches for Eckler, the four games without Gordon, six, 18, 23, 16, 23. Those were his, 
his touches with six touchdowns of four games. Right, but that was with Phillip Rivers and her quarterback. He had to respect Rivers, a lot more. That's, but, that's my only thing. But Tyrod Taylor works better for this offensive line because he can manipulate the pocket east-west instead of just north-south. You know, it was uh, a five-step drop for Phillip Rivers, and he had one Mississippi. You know, uh, Tyrod Taylor can create more Mississippis for himself by moving around, and so can Justin Herbert, depending on which quarterback is in there. So uh, also Tyrod, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in NFL history as far as uh, a low, low interception percentage because he won't uncork it deep that often. So those short passes are going to go to Hunter Henry. They're going to go to Austin Eckler. So I'm very, very excited about Eckler, uh, not just for this game, but for the whole season. But I, I like his price in week one, too, on DK for 7000 So. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely like the DK price for him there. Um, yeah, well, he's 77 on FanDuel on or, DK. Yeah, Eckler's me, just 65. That's yeah. what I mean. 65 is such a bargain for him. Uh, Keenan bad. Allen's at a bargain, too, at 59. Uh, do you think that's worth it on the full point PPR? Um, yeah, yeah. Ke- I Keenan think it Allen is, too. Could de- I mean, did we hear Anthony Lynn on Hard Knocks? He was like, I just tell these guys, feed the ball to Keenan all day, every day, every game. That's what he said. So uh, I'm with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is time. We finally got to it. Oh, this is the game. I can't believe we're getting this week one. I almost feel dirty about it. Like, <laughs> I can't believe we're getting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the dome with Tom Brady and the new team. And it looks like Evans is, I, I don't know. Right now, it's not looking good for Mike Evans. So I know those Mike Evans owners out there are not too pleased, but this is daily. So it's a whole different beast. Um, I think Scotty Miller at 4,100 on DK is a terrific value. I've already got him in a couple of lineups, especially if Evans is out. He's 45 over on FanDuel. I like him more on DraftKings as a possession wide receiver in the slot. I think that's where the New Orleans Saints sometimes are a little bit more vulnerable. Um, Lattimore is on Godwin, it looks like. So that is going to be interesting. How does that impact Godwin, in your opinion, in this game? Does that make you shy away? But Or is that you, you want to take a shot because you believe in the talent of Godwin and the roster percentage will be less. Um, I'm not going to have Godwin in my lineups this week. And, and yeah, it's, not, it, it's, it's because he's really, he's playing a little bit of a different role here in, in, in Tampa. You know, last year he was all slot all the time. They're going to be uh, running a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, Tampa Bay is, so he's going to be just lined up on the outside more, which isn't, it, you know, it's not going to take away too much from him. He saw his Tom Brady throwing him the ball, you know, versus Jameis Winston. So as far as accuracy goes, it's going to improve a ton. But I just want to see him, especially without Mike Evans, to see if they're doubling him up or what they're going to end up doing with Chris Godwin. So uh, I don't I don't think I really, especially if Mike mm-hmm. Evans is out, I don't want any part of Chris Godwin. Now, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, it might not be this week. May not be next week, but I'm going to be shocked if Leonard Fournette doesn't run away with this job quite literally. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm so sick of hearing about Ronald Jones. The guy has one 100-yard game in his whole career, and it was in week 17 against the freaking Falcons, who we already said earlier in the show, don't tackle anybody. <laughs> and it was an overtime. Especially he not in overtime week 17. Yeah. Week uh, 17 <laughs> in overtime. And that's what you so, – so just put that in your pipe and smoke it, Ronald Jones truthers. Uh, but I'm not going to get on Fournette yet. I hope he has a good game. I can't wait to watch this. I will have all the shares of Drew Brees, though. Brees and Thomas is my favorite pairing of the week. I don't care if Love it's boring. It's, it's just do it. It's in the dome. Just look at the numbers. I don't want to hear it, okay? And, and and the Buccaneers are still a really good run defense. So I am not into Kamara this week. I am not into Latavius Murray this week. Um, Sanders has a little bit of appeal. Cook has a little bit of appeal. If you want to get some shares and some pieces and, and you know, you want to go full stack and get that third piece in there, okay. 
Um, but this in particular, you saw how good the Bucks were against the run. Give me Michael Thomas. Give me Drew Brees. I don't think they have an answer for that. And once again, the numbers in the dome speak of himself. So is there anything more to say than that? I mean, I, I'm shying off a of Camara because of all the back issues and the epidural and all that stuff. I don't care about the contract holdout even a little bit. So none of that makes any sense. But, you know, for all the improvements Tampa Bay did on offense this week or this offseason, they are the same guy on defense that they were last year. Right. I mean, you know, it's Good just front, Antoine you can Winfield. You kill him all day in the, in the, in the defensive yeah, uh, yeah, sector. Yeah, exactly. Their defense is bad. So uh, Breeze and Michael Thomas, if you can stack, do it. Well, you that. can. Again, you can. We just talked about all the values that are out there. Breeze is 81. Thomas is 88 on FanDuel on DK, 67 and 82. I mean, it's just, it's very doable. Just, just do it. Just stop <laughs> it. Just go do it. All right, let's go to the last game here. The Arizona Cardinals uh, against the 49ers. And the Cardinals kind of gave the 49ers fits last year. Uh, the number's 48 in this one. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, I'm... Uh, I like Kyler Murray by himself too. I do. Uh, Kyler Murray had some good numbers against the 49ers last year. And he's the kind of quarterback that I kept saying, just like Russell Wilson can give the 49ers a problem. They are very aggressive up front. Right. And, game wrong quarterback. Oh yeah. You like the other guy. All right. You make, I'll make my case. Then you make your case. So Kyler Murray for me is the kind of quarterback who I always say gives the 49ers problems because just like Mahomes, if you have that athletic ability to get past that pass rush and make a play, you can eat them up all day, and he's that kind of guy. Uh, that being said, I'm not going to go crazy. Kenyon Drake just came off the injury report. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Hopkins at 61 is not a bad play. Uh, he could toast Richard Sherman. I mean, <laughs> Richard Sherman cannot guard DeAndre Hopkins, period. If you're isolating the late games here, I would have Hopkins in there for sure. So that's another way you can kind of do this if you want to differentiate a little bit and just isolate the later games. But uh, if you're just doing the afternoon version, but I'm going to say Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, 63 on DK for Murray, 61 on DK for Hopkins, 78 for Hopkins on FanDuel, 77 for um, uh, for Kyler Murray. So give me your take on the other end of this game, because you have some different feelings about Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Jimmy G either. And Kyler Murray, you know, going into the year, I, I think I had him as high as anybody did. I, he's my QB three, but uh Jimmy G against the Cardinals. He had three 300 yard or more games last season. Two out of three were against Arizona. He had one 400 yard game that was against Arizona. It was the last one they played. And the game script also against the Cards in that second game, the Niners threw the ball 45 times to 19 rushes the last time they played the Cards. So Jimmy G going cheap, particularly in uh, DK. I really like him as a buy. Even I know the wide receivers are banged up. Debo's banged up. Uh, you know, well, that's my I, problem. It's like running back by committee. Debo's banged up. Ayuk is a rookie. Kittle doesn't score touchdowns. Script, 45 passes. Well, this we might have a, a different idea of what this game script might be potentially. So the spoiler alert, listen on Friday to the wagering show. <laughs> I've got a lot of feelings about this game and the Super Bowl hangover 49ers. I got a lot of data. I'm going to bring all the data to back it up too. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> But like, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. you know, it's as a cash game play in that range at 74. My only thing is in that same price, you can have Josh Allen who runs amok and has touchdown upside in terms of him running in the ball. That's the only problem I have against. And the look, Jets. if you play Jimmy G against the Cardinals last year, you probably won some money. That, that, True. That's how I'll leave it. It's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Speaking of winning stuff, do you like free stuff? 
Of course I you do. do. We all do. So let's play a little game. We're going to bring it back again. I and Bogman, or Bogman and I, or we, the royal we. Bogman and I are going to go and do our contest again. We're going to go back and forth. We're each going to pick a running back and a wide receiver who is going to score a touchdown this week. We're going to predict some touchdowns. And if we're right, we are right. If we're wrong, we will take full responsibility as we always do here on the program. But if you want to get in on the action, you can go follow us over at LineStar, uh, over on Twitter at LineStar app and at LineStar NFL. And you retweet this segment, you reply with your touchdown calls for running back and a wide receiver, and you can win some free stuff. That's right. Free swag. Everybody likes free swag. You get a t-shirt, you get a hat, bottle opener. I don't know. Free stuff. That's all I, I know. T-shirt and a hat. Don't give me a t-shirt. Uh, and I know. Hat. I don't have a t-shirt and a hat either. I, 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 I guess right. I guess uh, so. Yeah, I guess we don't. Yeah, I want to win some free stuff this year too. All right. So Bogman, since you're the guest, in terms of the first time playing this game, I'm going to let you go first. Who is your running back going to find the end zone this week? Josh Jacobs. I, we just talked about him against Carolina, you know, saying that he's probably going to have, you know, 40 carries and all that stuff. I mean, obviously <laughs> it's not going to be that high, but we expect a healthy dose of Josh Jacobs. And I think he can punch one in. So he's going to be my running back this week. I'm going to go a little bit lower down on the trough. I'm going to go with Zach Moss, just running one in there, much to the chagrin of all the Devin Singletary owners everywhere. Moss against the Jets, running in a touchdown. Let's see if I get that one right. Uh, all right, let's switch. Can, to do can we just re- real quick, can we set the yeah. bar on how many times you're going to pick the running back against the Jets this year? Uh, I mean, 17 hmm. weeks. I mean, yep. 10. Well, there's a, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> 16. Uh, somebody like that. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go chalky here with my wide receiver. So I'm going to give you the low end guy on running back, but I'm going to go chalky with Michael Thomas. Uh, look, it's just, it's a good matchup here. It's in the dome. It's Michael Thomas. It's Drew Brees. Just lock it up, get your points, be smart. How about you? Who's the wide receiver you're going with to score a touchdown this week? You, you know, it's funny that you, uh, you asked me this question earlier. Do I like DK Metcalf against Isaiah Oliver? And yes, I do. <laughs> so that was sarcasm uh, everyone just in case you didn't yeah. listen to the show oh no no of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> i know you watched the atlanta defense last year so uh, i mean just uh, a terrible grade uh from from you know a uh, place like pff that grades every play for isaiah oliver as far as co- uh, coverage goes versus the guy who had literally the most end zone targets last year so i think it's a pretty easy simple setup I'm going to take DK Metcalf to score a touchdown this week. All right. So you've got Jacobs and Metcalf. I've got Zach Moss and Michael Thomas. So there you have it. We want to remind everybody, go subscribe to the pre-snap podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, get ready for your DFS. This is a big full Sunday slate here. Very exciting stuff. Great to break it all down with you again. We are everywhere you listen to podcasts and go get that Lion Star app while you're at it. Download it, upgrade it and start winning so that'll do it for us but the story of the game goes on for bogman i'm joey p there's nothing left to do now except set down win you've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe drop a review tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts joe pizza and scott bogman